Are y'all ready for the word? Well, y'all got to do better than that. I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to say this. You're fixing to have your whole life changed. Everybody in the building. If you want it, if you want it. So we're going to pray. And what the Lord has showed me is, is absolutely powerful. And I know y'all look at me like a dog in a new bowl. That's fine. But you just sit, you just hide and watch. I'm going to show you something. You ready? Let's pray. Father God, as we open up the word of God, you said we would know the truth and the truth would make us free. Now, Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you to take the message that you've given me, help me preach it, and give us ears to hear it, that we can see what it is that you're saying to us as a church and as a community and as a Christian. And I'm asking you right now that everybody that walked in here today, that's bound by anything, they walk out today free. And they understand they have a future in Jesus' name. I got a video for you. It's a natural, secular video. It's not spiritual. But you'll see why I'm showing it to you in just a minute. Now, what you're about to watch is a true story. What you're going to see, this is a movie, but it happened exactly like they're showing on the video. Shoot the lights and let's go. Horses now loaded in.
He laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. He does not shy away from the sword. He cannot stand still when the trumpet sounds. Don't you guys love a champion? That's a true story. That horse, when that horse died, they did an autopsy and found out his heart was twice the size of any other racehorse. That day, they turned him loose and told him he could do what he wanted to do on that race. They had held that horse back, and he, even though the horse won, that day they just turned him loose and said, Big Red, do what you want to. He started off ahead and, and increased in speed constantly during the race broke every record and crossed the finish line 30 horses ahead of everybody else now i wrote i showed that to you because the moment a horse like that wins the breeding fees are between 600,000 and a million dollars to be a part of that bloodline now if you can get in the bloodline you'll create a champion now, you know where we're going. The greatest man that ever lived on this planet is Jesus Christ. Amen. And God started a new race of humanity that day. And he created a race of champions. And that's who you and I are. And I'm going to show you today the process that God uses to take you from a, a loser to a winner, to take you from sick to health, to take you from ignorant to intelligent, to take you from wherever you are and turn your whole life into that of a champion. Now, the good news is, and we're going to talk about the blood for a minute, but it does not matter to God what you did in your past. If you're here today and you're not born again, you start over today. And, and the blood, when the blood is applied, not only is all of your sins washed, but all of the ramifications, all of the consequences that you did to cause your life to be hell on earth stops the minute the blood hits your life. And you can start over. Now, now the ones of you that have screwed your life up, you can start over today. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you've done. But God is in the business of taking losers and making them champions. Moses was a stutterer. David was a murderer. Saul was a Pharisee. Peter was a loudmouth fisherman. 
And God and, and people looked at him and said, what in the world is this man doing? He has taken the dregs of society and they're following him around and these men changed the world. He's been doing that for 2,000 years and he's still making champions out of people that the world said were no good. Say, I'm in the bloodline of a champion. Amen, and you are. So I'm going to talk to you, and I want to show you, if you would, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, and I'm going to show you the process that God uses to make you a winner. Now, I, I've, I've kind of known this for a while, but the other day I sat down, and I asked the Lord a question. It was, I was reading my book, The Bloodline of a Champion, and I said, Lord Jesus, let me ask you a question. Is your blood flowing in my veins? He said, no, my blood's not even flowing in mine. I went, well, you're right. I said, well, then how are you alive? He said, the Holy Ghost. I said, well, how am I alive? He said, the Holy Ghost. Now, he began to teach me why he does what he does and the process that he uses, and I'm going to teach you that today. Amen. So 2 Corinthians chapter 2, let me get over there because I'm not paying attention to myself. Chapter 2, now thanks be to God who always, how often? Always. Always. Who? Everyone. Who always leads us in triumph and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Always leads you to triumph in everything. I'm going to show you in a minute how to get any prayer answered and anything you want to know. Anything. Anything. And you're going to walk out here and go, oh my God. All right. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, you don't have to turn over there. I'll, I'll jump over there and I'm going to read it to you. I want you to see this. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Say, I'm a whatsoever. Say, I'm a whosoever. Say, I am an overcomer. Now, see, it's because of who you are. But just because you're born again it's not automatic. Now, a lot of people have thought it was. I always thought that it was, and I found out it's not. So I'm going to show you the process. If you would begin with Romans 3.23, just pop it up on the screen. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. How many? Everybody. There is no one on this planet that deserves mercy. There is nobody that is going to make it on your own, on your, you're not going to do it. Right now, people that are not in this church, that are not born again, they, no one has ever explained to them that your sin is killing you and sending you to hell. And it is. They're losers. It's not the government doing it, and it's not a group of people in Europe. It's not the Democrats or the Republicans. It's sin. Sin, the wages of sin is death. 
If you're experiencing hell on earth, you have a sin issue. But here's good news. There is blood. And and when God forgives you and washes you in the blood, now I want you to write, I'm going to show you this in the word of God. Are you ready? Go to Hebrews chapter 9. The blood of Jesus was not only given to you to remove the sin, but the moment the blood is applied, it removes the sin and all consequences. That means everything you did wrong up until that day, all of the ramifications for the hell you lived stops. Someone say, thank you for the blood. Now, we studied this last couple of weeks, and we talked about the word justified, and we talked about how if you take um, baking soda and pour it on a battery acid, and it'll, just, it'll just nullify. That's the end. It'll kill it. Don't get it in the battery. It'll kill the battery. The blood kills sin. It stops it. Bam. It's over. Now, I'm going to read something to you. Roman uh, Hebrews. Just hold on to your horses. Hebrews 9, 14. Let me read this. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offers himself without spot to God, to cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? That means the blood of Jesus has the ability to not only wash your sins away, but your consciousness of having ever done anything wrong in the presence of God. You can live as though you've never done anything wrong in the presence of God. The blood has that much power. So you're walking the earth going, Paul said, listen to Paul. He said, I have wronged no man. And I'm thinking, you just killed somebody. He's talking about as a brand new creation. And he knew he was a new creation. He said, I have wronged no man. Now, I say this to my family when we go to Georgia and they all get mad at me. You remember when you burned Nancy at the stake? And I said, I never burned Nancy at the stake. And they said, you know good and well you burned Nancy at the stake. You know, when she was Indian, I was a cowboy what you do to Indians when you get time to a tree. You set them on fire. So my family's always bringing up me burning Nancy. I said, I never burned Nancy at the stake. I said, I'm a new creation. They said, oh, we're not talking about that. I said, I am. I have no past. I don't want to hear it. Everything I've ever done is not only gone, but it has no ability to hinder my life. You say, what about since then? Well, we have communion. (laughs) That's why we have communion elements if you want to use them. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. For this reason, he's the mediator of a new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgression under the first covenant and those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. All right. So let me ask you a question. Why did he die? He died so that your sins would be forgiven. You go to Romans chapter 4. Let me see where it is. 425. It wasn't enough for him to die for your sins, though. 
We're going to read it in the Bible. He was delivered for your offense, and he was raised for your justification. So why did God send Jesus to the cross? Because the blood that was flowing in his body was the only blood, was the blood of God. Had not Jesus died on that cross, he'd still be walking the earth. He was an immortal man. He was not moral. That was why it was very important to find out was he really dead. Because if he died, something killed him. And it wasn't his sin because he never sinned. So it had to be mine and yours. So why then did God raise him from the dead? Because the death on the cross wasn't enough. He had to raise him from the dead. So why did he raise him from the dead? To show the world that he accepted the sacrifice So by the raising of the dead, he made you righteous. If you're sitting in this room right now and you've ever said, Jesus, be the Lord of my life, you are sitting here in the eyes of God as though you've never done a thing wrong in your life. It's the way God sees you. If you're sitting here today and you've never prayed that prayer, come up at the end of the service. We will pray with you and we will get your past removed and we will get you under the blood of Jesus. That's called good news. I was just talking to Huey the other day, and he said, I called a friend of mine. And I said, you lead him to the Lord? And he said, well, no. I said, well, call him back. <laughs> Open up to John three sixteen through 21 and explain to him people don't go to hell for sinning. Right. He said, I want a Bible. He don't need a Bible. He needs Jesus. Amen. Don't worry about which Bible he's reading right now. Just get him saved. So he called him back, and he texted me back and said, got him saved. And I went, Hallelujah. Lead him to the Lord. Get him born again. So so the reason that God washed your sins away was to make you righteous as though you never sinned before. Now, righteous, you don't grow in righteousness. You grow in the fruit of the Spirit. You grow in a lot of areas. You grow in knowledge. You don't grow in righteousness. You're as righteous now as you're ever going to be in a million years from now. You're already there. All right. Some Christians never go past this spot right here. That's as far as they go. Now, so the next question is, why did he make him righteous? I'm going to read it to you so you'll know you are. I want you, to, I want you to see Romans 5, verse 17. For by one man's offense, death reigned through one. That's Adam. Much more those, say me, who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life through one Jesus Christ. Say, I was destined to reign. And you will. You will. Because we were made to be an overcomer. That's, that's, in, our, that's in our DNA. We're winners by nature. We're not like everybody else. When Jordan and Justin went to Mount Dora High School, we homeschooled them. I don't remember which one it was, Jordan or Justin, but they came home one day and they said, Mom and Dad, are you aware that not everyone is like us? I said, Son, yes, we are. They've been raised in a Holy Ghost church in a family where we talk about Jesus and walk with God and pray in the Holy Ghost. And that was not, they walked into Mount Dora and went, you know, not everybody's like us. Now, i got to tell a story on Jordan now. We put him in a denominational Christian school. Uh, If Lisa was out here, I would find out how old Jordan was. But they were reading Acts chapter 2 in their Bible study one morning. And the teacher was just reading through it. 
you know, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began speaking in tongues. And Jordan jumped up and said, I know about the tongues. <laughs> and the teacher said, Yes, Jordan. He goes, he starts talking in tongues. And she goes, that's really nice. And so he sat down and she goes, she calls Lisa on the phone. We found out about tongues in, in school today. Well, that's what happens when you put a tongue-talking devil chasing the Holy Roller in a Baptist school. They get an education on the Holy Ghost. From I think it was second grade or something like that. I mean, he was ripping it up, boy. I mean, just... <laughs> all right, all right, so then, okay, okay, Hebrews chapter 10, we're going to go over there, I can't get ahead of myself, I got to slow myself down, woo, Charlie, <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10, I should mark my Bible, so I don't have to keep flipping pages. 1014. For by one offering he perfected. Who? We have three people. For by one offering he perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Say me. me. But the Holy Spirit witnesses to us that after he said before, this is the covenant I'm going to make with them after those days, says the Lord. I'll put my laws in their hearts and their minds, I'll write them. And he adds their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember them no more. And where there is remission, there is no longer an offering for sin. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. All right, now I'm going to unload one on you right now. So, so we found out the reason he died was to wash your sins away. And the reason that he raised him from the dead was to make you righteous. But why did he make you righteous? He made you righteous so that God the Holy Ghost could come live in you. Not only did he make you righteous, but he sent the smartest person in the universe to live on the inside of you to help you with your life. Say wow. wow. Say it backwards. Wow. Now he did all of that and then he said not only am I going to do that I'm fixing to give you my own personal aid. Now, let's talk about the throne room for a minute. Let's pretend for just a minute that you got a, a, a letter in the mail and you've been in, invited to the White House. You got two things you can do with that letter. You can throw it in the trash. Or you can call the number. There are people who don't go in the presence of God. They don't spend time with God. There are people who stop their whole Christianity right there at I'm saved. And you know what? God's great with that if that's what you want. You're going to learn something. If that's all you want, that's all you're ever going to get. But, but as long as you're fine with that. But let's just say for a minute that you got a letter. You've been invited to the White House. You pick up the phone and they say, is this a, you say, first of all, is this a joke? <laughs> and they say, no, it's not. You've been invited. And they say, and say, when you, there will be a limo to pick you up, take you to the airport, we're going to fly you in. 
But there will be a man given to you to teach you how to enter. Now what I'm telling you is extremely important. Without him, you're not getting in. Without him, you're not getting what you want. He is going to school you in how to talk to Trump. He's going to tell you where to sit. He's going to tell you where to dress, how to dress. He's going to tell you what to say, and he'll tell you this. First of all, before you walk in, find out what you want. And find out why he should give it to you. Because he wants to do something for you. What would you do? What would you do? Look, just don't go in there and say, I want my rent paid, honey. Listen, you might want to get a little bigger than that. But if that's what you asked for, you would leave with your rent paid. Now, you are not very smart, but that's what, you know, if that's what you want. Or you could get a little bigger. You could go, hey, hey. are you out there? Did you go home? All right. The other day when we had uh, Barry Tubbs here, Barry Tubbs is Kenneth Copeland's right-hand man. I don't know if y'all knew that. Been with him for years. I asked Barry before he left, I said, Barry, uh, I kind of dropped a hint. I said, I need to know what time it starts. I need to get a seat. He looked at me and said, don't worry about it. That's all he said. Don't worry about it. That's all he had to say. So I walked in that night, took my wife and my son, went straight to the front. When I got up there, the head usher looked at me and said, who are you? And I said, well, look on the paper. He said, you're not on here. He said, you leave, go find a seat. I said, you go talk to Barry. He went, stood at attention turned around and left behind the curtain. And he came back out and he said, Mr. Morgan, these are your seats with your family. What did I just do? I don't know Copeland. I didn't need to know Copeland. I got some inside help. God gave you the Holy Ghost to take you into the throne room all right, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, it's fixing to get better. Go to John 16 and, and, get in, and fasten your seatbelts. He is the guy that's going to put you over in life. Oh, boy. 16.7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage I go away. If I don't go away, the helper's not coming to you. When I depart, I'm sending my aid to you. And when he is come, he's going to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Sin, they don't believe in me. Righteousness, I'm going to my father. You're not going to see me anymore. Judgment, the devil has been judged. I still have many things I want to tell you. Who's going to do it? Holy Ghost is. All right, I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to make a statement to you. And I'm going to prove this to you. And I'm going to, this, this is the thing that makes this whole sermon. He will answer any question you ask him. He will answer the stupid ones. He will answer the smart ones. But he will never answer anything you don't ask him. He will never help you 
with anything that you don't care to know about. There are people who are ignorant, and they're ignorant by choice. And then there are people, and I'm going to tell you some things that I've done, who ask him dumb questions. He answers them. They don't mean anything to anybody but me. All right. He will teach you anything you want to know. Anything, 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 anything. Did you hear me? If you ask it, he will teach it to you. Now, this got me in trouble. Listen to me. Years ago, I heard about the faith message, and I heard you just prayed one time. That always confused me. That's fine, praying the prayer of faith. But Jesus said, seek and you'll find, knock and it shall be open. And, and, and you know, it, listen, that is ta- what he's talking about there is that there are times when you ask God a question, and the answer is a process. It's not always a boom, you get it. So, so I'm going to take you there and show you what he will do. But you got to get this. you got to understand this. If you ask him. He will teach you what you seek. If you seek it, he will show it to you. He will show you anything you ask him. I asked the Lord the other day, I said, why is it that you teach some people how to get healed medically? He said, they're asking me that. Listen, there's no condemnation. If you want to know how to be healed medically, he will teach you that. If you want the supernatural, he'll teach you that. But he won't teach you anything you don't ask him. Now that's what stumped me for so long. Because there's things I know more than anybody on the planet. And there's things I don't know nothing about. And I said, why don't I know that? He goes, you never asked me. And I'm not talking a flippant. I'm talking about I want to know that. And I'm talking about natural stuff that has no spiritual value at all, he's told me. Boy, this is. This is all. He, he, he made you righteous to give you the Holy Ghost to live inside of you. And he is the smartest person who's ever lived. You're a champion in the making. If you own a business and you ask him, He'll show you how to increase it. If you don't, he won't. If you want to be oper- if you want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, he'll show you how. If you don't ask him, you won't. If you want your love walk to increase, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. If you if you seek it, you will find it. If you don't, you won't. Are y'all getting this? Do you understand this? So whatever you, listen, your future right now is totally in your hands. It doesn't matter how bad you and the devil screwed it up. It doesn't matter if you screwed it up on purpose or if it was someone else's fault. You have someone inside of you that will take you out of the hell you're in and raise your life up and turn it into a rose garden. But you got to get to know him. You don't talk to him, 
he'll just ignore you. Duh. So you can leave the day and be dumb as a rock till the day you died, and me and God are fine with it. Or you can walk out here today and go, I'm going to do something with my life. I got some things I want to learn. Now, I want you to get this. Anything, anything, nothing is impossible to him who believes. Nothing. All right. However, verse 13, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all what? How much? How much? All of it. When I got born again, I told God, I want to understand the new birth. I want to understand the new creation. I want to understand this. And I will tell you I'm in the top 1% of the top 1% of the people on the earth that know it. I know more than 999% of the people on the earth about it. But most other stuff I don't know nothing about. I didn't ask him. But everything I've ever asked him, he has showed me. Everything. He's the one that told me that Jonah went to hell. And I found it in the Bible. He's the one that told me Jesus went to hell. And he was a born again man. I found it in the Bible. He taught me things. I mean, he blew my mind. The stuff he's told me. I'm going to get into some more stuff here in a minute. Go to John 14. Flip the page to the left. Are you all okay with this? Say, my best days are ahead. I will, pray the, I will pray the Father. He will give you another helper. He will abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him or knows him. But, he, but, but you know him. He dwells with you. He, he'll be inside you. Now the Bible calls him the parakletos. I'm going to read that to you what that means. Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. This is what an advocate does. He has exceptional knowledge, he's an expertise in protocol, and he has persuasive speaking ability. When you walk in the throne room, go, go, to, go to Romans 8, 26. When you walk in the throne room of God, th- there's more to this scripture than we've ever understood. He will help you get anything. That's hard. That's hard for your brain to grab right off the bat. Paul was in a ship, and he was going to die. He went down below, and he says, "Not only me, but all the men." He got in the throne room of God with the help of the Holy Ghost, saved his life and all the men there. Got snake bit and still didn't die. Listen, you can get anything. Amen. You're not going to see Trump. Amen. You've been invited in the throne room, yeah. but not. Without the Holy Ghost helping you. Now this is what I didn't understand. And the church doesn't understand this. Look at this scripture. Likewise the spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to. Now that doesn't just mean tongues. But it's primarily tongues. I said this the other day. And we'll repeat it again. Andrew Womack put out um, uh, one of those healing 
healing journeys. There was a man that his child had a skin disease. Y'all just listen, just listen to me. He prayed, stood on the word, prayed, stood on the word, prayed, nothing, nothing, nothing. Start praying over his child in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost said, it's not the skin, it's his heart. So when he prayed right, the skin disease cleared up. L- listen, the Holy Ghost knows. Yeah. You, there is no button and lever. You, you got to get to know him. If you're not getting through, God's not withholding from you. Stop praying the the scriptures you learned and all the stuff you got in your head. You get in there and you pray and you say, Holy Ghost, you help me with this situation. Show me what to do about this. And sometimes it might take an hour, it might take a week. You pray it through. The Holy Ghost will take you on a journey and show you exactly what to do about that and overcome every single situation. And it might not be the way you thought it was. But you're not the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost do his job. That's why he gave him to you. Show you all truth. Now, not only that, he'll show you stupid stuff. Now, I, I, listen, I, I learned this, so bear with me to tell you a stupid request. But I have a reason I'm telling you this. Because if he cares about my stupid questions, would he help me with the big ones? You bet. So one day, I used to shoot archery with a longbow, and I actually got decent, and I picked up something called target panic, and what happens is, and Caroline Leaf explained this, your mind, your brain and your mind are not the same thing. That's the reason why she has been able to take children who have had brain damage, and their brain in their head is not full size, and get them through college, because you can train your mind when the brain isn't there. Proof, Luke 16, the rich man was in hell and he said, do you remember? And his brain's in the grave. Now, target panicked are when you're doing things wrong, it's because you've taught yourself to do it wrong. And you can't just overcome it because it's, it's instinctive. So I'm drawing a bow back and the minute I see the bullseye, I'm letting go and I'm not an anchor yet. And I can't stop it. I can't break it. So I went to God and I said, what, what do I do? He said, well, target panic is started because of fear of missing. He said, close your eyes. I said, well, I'll certainly miss the target. He said, well, not if you're standing three feet in front of it, you won't. Now, I walked up three feet from a target, put my arm out, closed my eyes, drew my bow, and I didn't, I didn't shoot. Let go of the air when I wanted to. In nine months... I had conquered it. And I didn't get over it in a week. I'm trying to show you this because it didn't just boom. I prayed a prayer, boom. I didn't, no. A lot of things don't work that way. So at the, when, I, when I conquered target panic, he said, now open your eyes. And I got back to 10 yards, but anything past 10 yards, it would kick in again. He said, now go back to three yards, start over again. Keep. At the end of 12 months, I could shoot a Dixie cup with a longbow at 20 yards and hit it every time. I became very good. 
Now, I'm telling you that because that's a stupid prayer request. But I learned something. If he would show me that, would he show me other stuff? And I went, yeah. That was when I learned all truth. And I went, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's nothing spiritual. But yet he showed me. And the only reason he showed me was I asked him. Now, what if I'd asked him something important? He'd have showed me that, but I didn't. Don't shout me down. So when my heart kicked out, I said, Lord, what caused this? He told me. I said, how do I fix it? He showed me. It wasn't what everybody said. But it's back. My conjection fraction is back up to 55%, which is perfect. And the doctor said, well, you never know. I said, no, I know. Because I have to go in now twice a year, and they put, they put a little thing on me, and, da, 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 and they said, oh, okay, Mr. Morgan, you're doing good. Now, you never know. I said, no, I know. I know. I know. And they said, well, you're pretty healthy. I said, yes, I am. I said, I will stay like this. They said, well, that's, we love your attitude. I said, it's more than an attitude, baby. And I talked to them about Jesus, and then I go out there and give them my Medicaid card, which I have now. I got that for my birthday, too, so. <laughs> and I will say this to you. You will never see me in a walker. How do I know that? Because I said so. Do y'all see that? Do you understand that? That's not arrogance. That's called faith. Now, if he showed me that, then it started dawning on me. Now, there's a lot I don't know, but I never. And then there's things I don't know because I really don't care. Now, I'll, ask this for, I'll answer this because Lisa asked me this the other day. She said, do you ever want to get an airplane and fly again? I said, I'd like to. And the Lord asked me, do you really want to? Do you want to put that much of your mind and energy into the maintaining an airplane? I said, no, sir. He said, well, then don't let pray for it. Because if you do, I'll give you one. But you have to ask, do I want that? Are y'all out there? He, if I ask him, he's going to give it to me, even though it may not be what he wants. Are y'all listening to me? So why not pray about what it is he does? I said, what do you want? Uh, boy, and all, he's, you understand, there is no judgment on us. But we're limited by our request and by what we're seeking for. He will show you anything you want to know. That's the reason why Benny Hinn has the anointing. He went looking for it. He went into Catherine Kuhlman's meetings and said, I want it. If you want that anointing, you can have that anointing. You can walk in it if you want it. If you want to be the best medical doctor on the earth, you can become the best medical doctor if that's what you want. George Washington Carver, a black slave. I looked for his book this morning and uh, I got to go home and look for it and find it. But he asked the Lord when he was a kid, and he was a sickly kid, so they kind of made him do laundry and stuff like that. And he roamed through the woods a lot and he developed a relationship with God and he called him the creator. 
And he asked him one day, he says, I want a pocket knife. And the Lord showed him where to find one in the, in the, the rows. And he went out and found, had a dream one night and showed him where the pocket knife was. So he went to him and he said, Mr. Creator, would you explain to me about what all about men, people? He said, that's too big a request. He asked him another question. I forgot what it was. So he finally said, Mr. Creator, will you show me everything about the peanut? He said, it'll take a lifetime, son. What do you want to know? Now listen to his question. The slave boy. Can you make milk out of a peanut? And God said, boarding house or Jersey? (laughs) When you walk in the store and you see almond milk, a black slave and got that from God. How to make milk out of a nut. And he taught him how to make paint, varnish. A black slave saved the South because of his walk with God. I love the story. If God would, now listen, now you may not have the perfect circumstance. But did George Washington Carver have the perfect circumstance? No. And he became a professor. An uneducated black slave became the most intelligent, sought-after scientist in the South because of his walk with God. And he would go in his room and ask him how to do stuff. Now, if if he could do it, can you? I want you to say this. I am a champion in the making. Ephesians 3.16, go over there. We're, we're, not, we're, we're not done yet. We've still got a few minutes left. Are y'all getting anything? There's, there's so much to him. Mark Hankins said, you know, um, if, you have a, if you have the smartest person in the world inside you, don't do all the talking. I got some more things I'll tell you in a minute that I've asked him and he showed me. And they're, they're kind of silly. But he showed it to me anyway. Ephesians 3, 16. Let's start with verse 14. For this reason I bow my knee to the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with, it says in the Greek, mighty power through his spirit in your inner man. How much? What? What inside of you? Mighty power. He will give you supernatural strength beyond your natural physical ability. If you ask him, he will give you what you cannot do in the natural. Now, let me make a statement to you. Christianity is impossible. But not when you're full of God. I'm going to make a confession. I've had times when I have worked on my love walk. And I've had times when it didn't work real good. Usually about 30 minutes. And Tiffany said yes, and Tim is nodding his head. 
And his wife is elbowing him, going, you better believe it, baby. <laughs> but I have found the secret. It appears to me that the more time I spend praying in the Holy Ghost with God, the love of God, it becomes natural to be kind and patient and to act like Jesus. It's natural. You pull me away from God for a week, it ain't so easy. We've been trying to live this Christianity out of your head and your ability. It is a supernatural thing to live like Jesus Christ. And we can do it because we were DNA'd to do it. All right. I told you all the story about me fishing, bow fishing one time. But isn't it is amazing to you that if I go bow, I, the day, I went bow fishing and I went to a lake and it was muddy. And I couldn't see the fish. Now, this is what I thought. I'm going to ask God, and he's going to make the fish come to the surface. And that's what I thought he was going to do. So I, I said, okay, I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I have driven all the way down here an hour and a half to go fishing. And it's muddy today, and I didn't know it was muddy. And I can't see the fish. And so in Jesus' name, I'm going to ask you to help me shoot fish. I can have what I say. So I have fish in Jesus' name, right? Now, I already got it all figured out how he's going to do it. He's going to make the fish pop to the surface. So I'm standing there waiting for a fish to pop, and no fish popped. And I'm going, you, you know, anytime now. And on the inside of me, he said, there's a fish right there. And I saw it in me. And, I, and I'm, I'm still waiting for it to pop. And I'm looking around because if I shoot into muddy water and someone sees me, I'm going to look stupid. I look around. There's nobody watching. And I said, okay, I'm waiting on the fish to pop. He goes, it's right there. And I'm feeling like, are you serious? That's crazy. And so I thought, well, it ain't, what's it going to hurt? I drew my bow back and shot into muddy water. And I hit a fish. And you guys, you ain't seen me dance in the Holy Ghost until you see me shoot a fish. I'm like, are you serious, God? That's awesome, man. I mean, I'm dancing around in the water. I hit a fish I couldn't see. And then I got an idea. Could he do it twice? I'm telling you that to me that I'm still like, that was pure accident. I shot. Ten fish and never saw one. I left that lake that day going, there is a God. Now, why would God do that? Because I'm going to come in Sunday and he's going to ask me to start praying for you. If God cares about fish, does he care about you? You better believe he does. But he was using something in the natural to say this. I'll show you anything you ask me. Yes. Oh, that, you, that's, that's a wow. Yes. Anything. Yes. How do I fix this problem? He'll show you. Who do I hire? He'll show you. What do I do about this relationship? He'll show you. It don't matter what it is. 
This is absolutely one very, very good sermon. He shed his blood so you could have your sins washed away. And he washed your sins to make you righteous. He made you righteous to give you the Holy Ghost. And he gave you the Holy Ghost so he would help you in the throne room get anything you want. Woo! I tell you. <laughs> All right, a couple more. He'll even show you the future. That's incredible, guys. Not if you don't ask him. Wow, at least I can't tell the stories of me and you. It's too. The Lord showed me Lisa several months, and I was like, what? What? And, she, and all I'm going to tell you is I walked up and I prophesied to her, and I walked away. I didn't stick around for her response. One day after Lisa and I got married, I was driving, and I left Sheila, and I came up to 436. And I turned the corner, and I saw me pastoring a church. And I went, what? And it was, it was just a few minutes, and I went, are you serious? And I kind of forgot it. Can't tell you how many times I've been somewhere doing something, and the Holy Ghost would give me a glimpse of something coming. Get me ready for it. Folks, th- we are an extraordinary people. Now, this is what he told me to tell you. You can stay ignorant if you want to. And you're still saved. You're still going to heaven. And he's not mad at you. If you ask him stupid questions, he'll answer your stupid questions. But if you start asking him deep ones, he'll answer them. He'll show you anything you want to know. And I walked away and I said, now what is it I want to know? What? I'm 65. What is it I want to know? And so this, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of going, I've got some things I'm going to do in my life. I'm not done yet. I'm not dead. 65 ain't dead, baby. I need to talk to the young people in this room. Don't you ever walk up to an older person and say, in, in, my, in your day. It is my day. This is my day. Don't you ever underestimate my brains because I'm not as fast as you. Because my brains outweigh your brawn any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Now, now, the boys that we went paintballing with, they finally said something correct. They said, we underestimated you old guys. I said, I told you to. We, we not, we're not fast, but we're good. Yeah. Justin came in one day, and he had just got his black belt. And, he, and I opened up the bedroom door, and a fist came at me. And I just reached over there and blocked it, swept him, dropped him on the ground, and put my knee in his chest. Yeah. 
And I said, what was that? And he's laying there, and I got my knee on his face. And he said, will you teach me that move? I said, no. I got to reserve some things for a little hot-headed black belt. I might not be as fast and strong as you are, but I didn't get stupid just because you. You know, so, so Lisa often tells them, you're faster and you're stronger, but you're not smarter than your dad. And if you ever do whip me, you will go to sleep. Okay, so much for me picking on my sons. Woo! Glory to God. Say this with me. My best days are ahead. Say greater is he who is living inside of me than he that's in this world. If God is for me, who can be against me? I am washed in the blood. My sins are gone. No sin will ever catch up to me again. My past is gone. If God is in me and I ask him, he will show me and lead me into all truth. Anything. Anything, anything, anything. Now, folks, it, it don't even matter whether you're ugly or not. It don't matter if you're male or female, if you're white or black, young or old. It, listen, your past is not hindering God. You don't have a past. If you're here right now and Jesus is Lord, you don't have a past. But you have a future. I would highly recommend you get to know this guy called the Holy Ghost. Because he wants to take you into the throne room of God. There is nothing impossible. The, the, we, I had a dream last night. Now, I'm going to tell you my dream real quick. Lisa told me they're already doing it. I had a dream that people went on the line and ordered cars, and they had a truck and dropped them off in the house. And Lisa said they already do that. The Lord showed me, talking future, that's going to be coming real soon. You buy a car, just order it, bring it to your house. Then he showed me a car. That they deliver to your house in a box. It's bigger than a motorcycle. It's a little, it, it holds two people. And you take it out of the box and drive it. And it's a commuter car for going around town. And, and people are going to start buying them. And they'll just deliver them to the house. And you'll just unwrap your little car and get it and drive away. <laughs> and it's all electric. And it'll go anywhere. Now, I'm talking about he is showing. Listen, years ago. He showed me a store where they sold nothing but blue jeans. He showed me that years and years and years before people started wearing jeans. He was showing me 
that people eventually will start wearing jeans all the time. This was back when I was the only kid in high school who wore Levi's. And I had a dream, and I saw a store where they only sold blue jeans. Holy Ghost is smart. And he'll make you look smart if you'll listen to what he says. I don't think that's my last dream. I can't say it because of people in the room, but I have seen certain people and where you are and what you're doing years ahead of time. Y'all got time for one? Y'all know David Bush? I was in a Rodney Howard Brown meeting one day and I looked down and, I, and, and Holy Ghost said, that's David's wife. And he talked to me about Alyssa, 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 Alyssa. And I said, okay. So I, I walked down and I said, um, your fiance. He goes, oh, no. I looked at him and I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, uh-uh. I said, uh-huh. And I left. They're married. Listen, there's a lot of times I walk by people and I get a tag. Boop. And I go, woo, okay. <laughs> Can I tell Aunt Jackie one day stood in front of me and I said, oh, having a boy. She said, who told you? And I said, uh, nobody. Just the moment she stood in front of me, I saw Ben. Just stood in front of me. Boom, I saw Ben. Now, am I the only, is that because, well, I'm a mighty man of God? No. <laughs> you got the same Holy Ghost I got. You don't have. I cultivate the gift. I get my sermons this way. What do you want me to preach? And he woke me up this morning at 6.30. Talked to me about something today to do. He said, I want you to do this. Say this. I want you to say. And I went in the room and wrote it down. And I came in. Lisa goes, keep me awake. I gave her a big, fat, juicy kiss. Said she was awake anyway. I always give her juicy kisses. <laughs> you know why she's the most beautiful woman in the world? Because I said she is. Man, you can have what you say. I'm trying to close. Lisa's like, you need to shut up. I'm getting vibes. Hippie vibes. The trees are talking to me. The vibes. The vibes around Lisa are. Shut up and sit down. I'm, I got three minutes. How many of you agree now with what I said when I walked in? I want you to do something. I want you to walk out of here today with this attitude. I will never go back to the way I was. I just learned something that will change me forever if I listen. And every time you think about that horse, there is a blood, there is a group of people on the earth that are destined to be exactly like Jesus Christ and you can be if you choose to be Jesus said seek and you shall find I'm not talking casual here I'm talking about you intently go I will learn that I will know that I will get over this sickness I will be healed I will walk in prosperity and my future is good I'm not living like this any longer 
I'm going to have a better life. In Jesus' name, I will have a better life. Now, once, you, once you set your sight, I will do this. You can, you can do anything. All things are possible to him that believes. Are you ready? Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.